<laughs> Good one at 80. Is that working? Yeah. <laughs> Man, the boom, the bat, boom, bat, like boom, bat, boom, the boom, bat, clap. Why was every song this way? They all were hits, though. Yeah. Yeah. This could be Fresh Prince. Yeah. It, like the intro to Fresh Prince, this could be the intro to In Living Color. Yeah, this you thought it was Living Color. Any of these, you know. <laughs> lunch table beats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jokes to yeah. Happy. yeah. <laughs> Remember lunch table beats? <laughs> Some of the illest producers were just like disappeared in the in the 80s and 90s because they were just making tape beats on lunch tables with pencils. Yeah. I don't know what happened boom. to them. Only a few of them made it out to this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You bring back, bring me one of them lunch table producers, man. Yeah. Yeah, bring it back. Lunch table beats. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what up, y'all? Welcome to the show. This is product of welcome, the 80s. Welcome. We're two men that used to beat on lunch tables and rap back in the day. <laughs> Talk to you about modern day events. Welcome. Speaking of modern day events, let's get into some news. The news. Yeah. News. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, happenings around you and me. Local, national, international, and some personal in your heart. To kick it off, uh, let's start. Let's start off with the slightly bad one. Uh, I, I, yeah, the slightly bad one. All right. So, a GOP congressional candidate uh, decided to say that diversity is a bunch of crap <laughs> and un-American. It's un-American. Un-American. Wow. Now, you know what? It's like, I don't know if you said that. I don't know the words. Are you twisting the words or not? No, I'm, you can hear it yourself. Listen to it. In them. my view, the best way to bring diversity to the Republican Party is to, for Republicans to openly say that the whole idea of diversity is a bunch of crap. <laughs> now, what diversity has become, it's been an excuse uh, by uh, Democrats, communists and socialists, basically, uh, to say that that we're not all created equal, that, that, that some people, if, he, if somebody is lesser qualified, they will get a job anyway, or they'll get into college anyway because of the tribe that they're with. All right. So this yeah. fool, his name is Seth Grossman. Uh, he's running for New Jersey's 2nd Congressional District. Uh, and uh, obviously this says a lot about, this is just an obvious trend that's happening in, in politics in general, where Nazis and racists and pedophiles are going for office, uh, you know, going to be nominated to to run for office, and some of these people are getting through. They're, they're like, "Wow, you're actually going to be in the ticket." Yeah, it's one thing that you get nominated. It's like you're going to be on the ticket. Like people you're the like, best choice. Yeah, people are acting like they're slipping through the cracks, but no, no, they're, they're like, "No, this is me." They're, they're manipulating the system. They're like, "Guess what? Yeah. We're better. Yeah. Let's vote for me." And they're yeah. like, "Everybody's like, yeah, we yeah. are better." Yeah. And they're signing on to it. Like the, the basic idea that like the new the new racism, the new form of idea that's being that. No, I'm not racist. I just kind of believe that we're superior because we're white. It's not that I think anybody's less. I just think that we're better because we're white. It's just like pride. I just feel good about my people, my culture. But we're better because we're white, so we should probably change the laws around that. But I don't, I'm not racist. Yeah. <laughs> now, I saw something in the news the other day where they, where, they, where they said white privilege is racist. Yeah. And I'm looking at them like, 
No, no. no. What, you having advantage societally no, being no, born me, with a head start in life me, makes it racist? Me calling you, me calling you, you know, me calling you that doesn't mean that I'm a racist yeah. or that's racial. Yeah. You are privileged. Just, I just acknowledge the fact. Yeah, yeah. You can still be my homie. We're still yeah. tight. We're cool. But you kind of have a big advantage. You just acknowledge yeah. it. Which is funny because some of my friends I hang out with them don't kind of don't really see that. It's like, dog, we've known each other for how long now? Like 15, 20 like, years? Brad. Like, you just. Have you not paid attention to anything I ran about? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> it's like, just tune this fool out. Just another black guy. <laughs> He's just going off again about some black guy stuff. <laughs> I'll be his friend and listen. No, we, we're saying stuff. We're saying, we're saying, we're saying. <laughs> Over those beers, I was saying something. We're now. saying some real stuff. Yeah, exactly. I was dropping gems. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm trying to have a heart to heart with you, player. <laughs> exactly. Trying to have a heart to heart, player. Where's your heart, player? <laughs> That's me. Where's your heart? I know you. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all my white friends out there. I love you. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> but it's hard. So diversity is not crap. It's obviously a good thing. Obviously, it's not some weird conspiracy. No, it's not a conspiracy. Yeah. I think. So, I think that. I think the I think the lack of diversity around him is the reason why he he thinks yeah. this way. Yeah. Because if he was more informed yeah. by his peers that are you know of other colors, yeah. he would see that there's some people doing yeah. some good things in this world. Well, I've seen his verse too. He's saying how we're like you know it's a cycle like that we're equals and that they because they're trying hard they get a chance. Yeah, yeah. we are trying hard. Actually, we're trying harder. Yeah, <laughs> than anyone yeah, else. Trying real. That's hard. probably why it's working out. I think a lot of it shows in some ways because like well they're trying hard. It's like yeah, I guess we kind of have the more of an uphill climb. You know what I mean? And I think all that's kind of starting to have a reflection. Not to say that white people are lazy because there's a lot of hard white white people out there. But I think a lot of black, you know, black people and other people of color had to work hard because, you know, we have a lot to go through, a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it, it's kind of shows in that way. I'm not saying we work harder than them. But I'm saying no. we have to work harder than most. True. Yeah. True. Anyways, yeah. True statement. And that's, ever said. And that's like, and like that's some advantage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hard working. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, speaking of work, y'all like to work hard out there. Sometimes you get your money, you get your guy a place, you know what I mean? You work hard for him. You're like, you know what I mean? Let me make a little money off of this. And then, bam, Portland comes and gets you. Now, I kind of feel weird about this. I don't know how to take this. I'll let to me. I'll be the judge. Portland waives uh, new fees on Airbnb-style rentals. So the Portland City Council is considering two new fees on nightly rentals in private homes. Uh, the council heard testimony Wednesday in a proposed $4 night booking fee, which would go towards housing and homeless initiatives, and an additional 2% fee, which would go towards tourism marketing. So you, um, so you mean to tell me that they're trying to add some fees to you renting your house out? Okay, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I think it's going to happen to people renting. And to the renters, that's going to reflect on their prices. And obviously, it's going to be on the renters. You know what I mean? That's gonna, they're going to have to it, it, pay some up. They're going to have to go this, a little bit. Is this a proposed law or is this already into law? Uh, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a more of a... Uh, uh, it's being discussed. Okay. But it's obviously going to happen. When have they ever talked about money in this town or something like that? We're going, oh, I don't know if we're going to do that. They're going to do it. And it, yeah. and, and it's done. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. We're going to weigh our options with TriMet see if we really need to. We probably don't plan on raising the fees very well. We're just going to look into it. Mm-hmm. And then like six months later, well, we're going to raise about $2. Yeah. It's like, ah, it's good looking out. So whenever it comes up, it means it's going to happen. Just brace for impact. I don't know. I mean, if it's going to, you know what? Like, I could tell it's big business here and a lot of people already have money and usually the ones running this racket. I'm not saying that like, you know what I mean? It's a bad thing, like for people to rent out Airbnbs, but like you know what I mean. This obviously has its effects, and so if you get a little bit, you give can like help out with a lot of issues, like you know what I mean, like with homelessness and other little issues we have around town. Fine. Granted, I still think the city should be doing its own thing to take care of this and should be yeah, taking yeah. out of the pockets of people. I still think that like any little bit helps, and so if this can, but, like, I, can but do I, that, I just but. I hate when they propose stuff 
And you never see where the money actually goes. Exactly. I was wondering, like, okay, so how's this money? It, 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 this, yeah. it always bums me out. It's just yeah. always this, oh, we're going to get this, like, it's like the church roof fund. Yeah. You never see a new roof. Yeah. They've been doing the same yeah. roof fund. We're trying to get a new land, new church. We're building our congregation. 35 years. Yeah. And it's the same church. Yeah, just dip out. And it's like, I feel like that's what the politics do. they just like, oh, we're going to propose new tax for this just to help this situation out. But you never see any of that money get used. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could use that money for probably, like, ship out some of those people from, uh, some of the homeless out to the Wapato Center mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't know. Maybe that could be a thing. Hopefully. Just a little shuttle. Some guys I'm just hoping that they actually, you know what I'm actually do what they're yeah. supposed to do with the money. Yeah. Um, in, in, in related news to this, to kind of segue into it a little bit, the average Oregon renter can no longer afford a typical one-bedroom apartment. That's been, that's been, that's been <laughs> happening for a while yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the, uh, the numbers from the National uh, from the National Low-Income Housing Coalition's out-of-reach report show the escalating impact of rat- rising housing costs across the state. Uh, according to the report, a renter would have to make 36161 a year to comfortably afford a typical one-bedroom rental in Oregon. But the average renter household in the state makes only $36,096. Um, that, that's, that's tough. It's, I, and I, it's obviously showing here, but it's like, okay, now we recognize it. Cool, we recognize the seat now. We obviously have to fix this, right? But it's just like, I, I hear complaints all the time. Yeah. If you live and work downtown, it's really expensive. Yeah. If, if you don't, and you don't have a car, yeah. and it's still too expensive it's for expensive you. It's expensive if you have a car. That's I have saying. a car. I'm... Let me tell you about, I don't, okay, I won't go off on my parking tickets right now. Let's just say I've accumulated a good amount of money in parking tickets over the past two to three months, and it's definitely making me rethink about where I'm living right now. Mm-hmm. That's an issue. And of course, I could pay for, I could pay for uh, a permit or something like that. But mm-hmm. that, okay, like, okay, getting a, a, a safety of a garage, that's about $200. I might as well just take those parking tickets, please. Right. <laughs> the other stuff same, in the same. neighborhood, that's guaranteed I got to park way far away, so it's kind of various. Hey, at least you get to have some fun with it. You get to roll the dice. Yeah. yeah <laughs> they say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, playing hot potato with my car. <laughs> <laughs> cool potato. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ducking and dodging. Bobbing and weaving. <laughs> Gingerbread man over oh, here, man. Seriously. Man, catch me if you can. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so shout out to everybody out there just in the struggle doing your thing, trying to make rent. Just know you're not alone because it's now it's official. It's official. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the average Portland Metro renter would need to work 49 hours a week to comfortably afford a typical one-bedroom apartment, which is about $1,000, $1,100. And uh, that's for a average stu- wage that's is like 21 That's not even for a one-bedroom. That's like yeah. a studio. Yeah. I know people when one-bedrooms are paying 2200 I mean, that's just getting in. It's like you got to eat. You got to travel. Do so, I mean, I'm sure that takes care of stuff. That's a lot that's left out of that. I mean, unless it's probably like, okay, if you eat ramen all the time. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. You're getting stuck on some tangents here. MSG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, let's, just, uh, let's try to wrap some of this up. All right. So GOP senator uh, is saying that Republicans are in a cult-like situation with Donald Trump. So I think it's amazing. You can watch watching the GOP kind of fall apart. And it's kind of implode on itself. And I'm kind of, you know what, and props to some of these people, even though we don't agree on a lot of politics, props for them for having some morality to call out these people on their lack of humanity. This man in particular, his name is Bob Corker, um, Senate Foreign Relations Chairman, and uh, he's, uh, he proposed, he pretty much uh, proposed a, a bill to, um, more or less, uh, it's called the Corker, uh, Corker Bill, or Corker Amendment. Pretty much, long story short, he's trying to limit Trump's uh, power with tariffs and other international deals, he's pretty much trying to limit them because obviously he's making some bad moves and it's and he's more. messing up the money. See, that's the thing. That I've been saying that for a long time. How um, you gonna put some a bad businessman into the, into the seat, the highest seat yeah. that is bad at business, and he's messing up all these all all these relationships we already have? It's yeah. just like wow. Yeah, because that's like that's how war starts. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. 
But that's kind of sad that for this stuff to happen, it has to happen because money's being taken out of certain people's pockets. And all of a sudden they're like, well, I don't, this is, this is, this is humanity and this is terrible. Okay, you can recognize that. I think part of the nose and sees that, but I think it's like, eh, well, can, can you say anything earlier? And now all the money's getting messed up. Eh, we should probably say something now. Yeah. But this is going to have some way damaging effects. This does, this is going to have a large-scale effect. And I'd just like to point out the irony of the fact that, like, he's call, calling out dudes like Justin Trudeau, pretty much honorable men across the world, and yet, well, who is he giving props to? Gaddafi, Kim Jong-un, uh, Putin... Uh, the Tuerte, the scary, the scary yeah. ones. Yeah, all the scary he was the ones. politicians that murder people. Yeah, he's like they're great. Yeah, and he's the most upstanding ones actually try to help out. He's like you're a disgrace and a horrible human being. And they're like fake news. Yeah. Oh, that's a yeah. fake news. I would just like day. to call out the quality of those he actually gives like no, shine the quality to. of men yeah. that he because those people are like the worst like, people in the world. Yeah, they're like what's what's what was the the, the Justice League and then there was the other one. The Injustice League. No, no, the <laughs> Legion of Doom. Yeah, they like the Legion of Doom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sinister Six, man. <laughs> Getting crazy over here. Should we play that Bob Corker thing? I'm going to play it anyways because I recorded it, so I don't want to go to waste. Listen to but this man. But we talk. as senators, we, we can't, we're worried somehow that this gosh almighty, somebody may, I heard Senator senator from Texas, the senior senator from Texas saying the other day, well, gosh, we might upset the president. <laughs> we might upset the president of the United States. Before the midterms. So, gosh, we can't vote on the Corker Amendment because we're taking, rightly so, the responsibilities that we have to deal with tariffs and, and, and revenues. We can't do that because we'd be upsetting the president, the president of the United States. I can't believe it. I would bet that 95% of the people on this side of the aisle support intellectually this amendment. I would bet that. I would bet higher than 95%. And a lot of them would vote for it if it came to vote. But no, no, no. Gosh, we we might poke the bear. It's a language I've been hearing in the hallways. We might poke the bear. The president might get upset with us as United States senators if we vote on the Corker Amendment. So we're going to do everything we can to block it. To block it. If people don't like it, they can vote up or down. People can vote up or down, but no. The United States Senate right now, on June the 12th, is becoming a body where, well, we'll do what we can do, but my gosh, if the president gets upset with us, then we might not be in the majority. And so let's don't do anything that might upset the president. So All right. Thank you, Bob Corker, for taking a stand. Oh, he's, and he's, he's I'm a, sorry for laughing at you saying poke the bear, but it was a little funny. You're a little, poke the bear. Poke the bear. Poke the bear. Poke the bear. United <laughs> States Senate is not going for it. Props right, totally. <laughs> to you, man. Props to it. you. All right. So let's get into our main <laughs> topic. <laughs> Drugs. Drugs. We kind of need them. They're important. They could be damaging, but they could be helpful. And there's a lot going on with that right now. Big money, big times. Big money. Lots of politics. But like, it's crazy to think about it like this too, uh, how how bad the drugs have gotten. It's not like, you know, in rap, there was always talks about crack cocaine sales and all that stuff like that. Glorified. Because they were talking about what was going on in in their neighborhood. But now, to see opioids make it into raps. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. It's crazy. Uh, like, 
listening to, to both the the Yeezy album and the, the Kids See Ghost, the Kanye and Yeezy album, he he said opioid addiction yeah. on one track, and the other one he says on a pack of fentanyl. Yeah, it's like fentanyl is the main one out here killing everybody, and like they're prescribing him that because of his mental issues. Yeah, it's like the opioid price crisis is way too yeah. far gone now. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, and we know we're doing making commercials. Yeah. That from uh, that obviously didn't work before, and so we we're gonna make commercials. And the funny part is, have you seen any of those commercials yet? No, they, they don't even really address the the problem with the commercials is that they, that so the angle that they're taking is like, like the step the links that people will go to to get these drugs. Well, granted, all you really got to do is lie to somebody and be like, "Oh, my back hurts." Mm-hmm. <laughs> do it. But they're showing people like giving themselves really bad, harsh injuries, like breaking their arm. And these are true stories. It's a very small amount of people that have done that, and they're not really the target audience of people that. Are really really getting messed up on this stuff? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like these are entering like other households. This is going. This is more of a white collar thing, mm-hmm. more or less. You know what I mean? Like it's happening to all all other people, but it's it's going into other realms. And I think those are the people who should be made more aware. If you're gonna do something like this, then you should take that approach. But they're not. And the, the big problem is it still doesn't address them doing like them doing that to get prescriptions. But it's like no, the problem is the people giving out. The prescriptions, the doctors overprescribing, the big pharma companies not taking, you know, taking responsibility for any of this, overcharging people, and it's getting out of control. Mainly because the doctors are making money off. No, it's it's, it's, like, it's it's ridiculous. It's yeah. like it doesn't adjust like, the problem. It's like the heroin of yesteryear. Yeah, do you make you make a drug that's stronger than the actual heroin to to get them off that, and then they're addicted to that. Yeah, and now we're on like drug number eight that's stronger than the last thing. Yeah. That helps you get off the other thing, yeah. And it's just the circle, yeah. Big farmer circle, like, yeah. guess what? We we can fix you, yeah. We can fix all the pain that you're in, but you gotta take this other drug, yeah. Like, no, I don't want any drug, yeah. Especially when there's safer alternatives, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. I, and I think it's, I think it's interesting how like they they want to. I don't I don't know if necessarily they want to, probably, fix this. They, no, they don't. No, you know, they don't. I don't think. I don't know. I I think they want to. They want to stop a bandaid on it and have you come back yeah. when, anytime you feel in any more pain. I think they want a certain demographic to be off of it, and they don't mind if a certain demographic is on it. It's like it's like they always say. I almost feel like that's almost like a thing they want. True, yeah. true. It's just like with the crack thing. They yeah. wanted that to happen. Yeah. They wanted to have the population. So let's get rid of the trash in society. Yeah, basically. Same thing with meth. They're like, well, whatever. Yeah. If they're blowing themselves up, let's yeah. thing out to worry about. It, yeah. But it's just like it's so scary because like now you know it's. In, it's in their backyards, and yeah. now they're worrying about it. Yeah. It's like they've been giving this stuff out like candy, yeah. and now people are addicted to it. It's like that's your fault. Yeah, but yeah, especially like the scare, the scare tactic idea. If it's weird, because it's not like people don't know that it's people know drugs are dangerous. It's mm-hmm. like we're doing this because people say they know the dangers of drugs. They know that the dangers of drugs have never stopped anyone. Danger to human beings, if anything, has been the motivator. Mm-hmm. Why do you think there's thrill seekers? Why do people think they jump off a cliffs with a wingsuit mm-hmm. and like go through like a five foot hole? I <laughs> got like hundreds of miles an hour, hundreds of feet off the ground. People don't mind the danger factor in life. Some people mm-hmm. really enjoy that element of life, as a matter of fact. So I don't think that, if anything, you might encourage some people to get into it. The, you know, it's not going to take that, like, solve that problem. You guys just got to really address the issue. Like, no, like you know like, what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like they, they always said that there's a cure for HIV and AIDS out there. Yeah. But Big Pharma wouldn't make any money if they just sold the one pill. Yeah. So they just give you Band-Aids. Yeah. To slowly, calmly yeah. help you out. Yeah, same Band-Aids thing, and Big Teams. Same, same thing yeah. with, like, yeah. you know, Band-Aids some, some of the cures for cancer. They, like, we have some of them, but 
you know, we're not just gonna give them to you. You know, there's gonna be this thing. So it's like, I feel like America, even, ever since they put the commercials on TV, where you, oh, are you feeling bad? Uh, how's your stomach yeah. feeling? Yeah. Well, here's this new drug that's supposed to cure all this stuff, and you hear all the other side effects. She's like, that's, I'd rather have the stomach pain than to take that drug and get any of those side effects. Yeah. So I, I feel like ever since Big Pharma got on television mm -hmm. and started backing congressmen and uh, our world leaders, yeah. you know what I'm saying, um, it's become this thing yeah. that we can't escape yeah. unless, you know, yeah, I guess so. People wising up a little yeah. bit. Speaking of wising up and addressing issues in certain issues like this, uh, I'll play a clip right now of Bernie Sanders. Bernie, so this gentleman named Alex Azar, and uh, he is pretty much uh, in charge, uh, pretty much the drug czar for America right now, in a sense. Uh, he's, uh, what does he do again? Oh, Health and Human Services Secretary. And uh, he's pretty much the guy who's negotiating the deals, pretty much that's working to try to that's supposed to be protecting you and making sure you get a fair shot at getting the drugs you actually need in life so to live at an affordable price. And so uh, it's been getting a lot of scrutiny lately because you know he hasn't uh, been doing a good job of that. Like drug prices only gone up, people are dying, it's not going well. And so uh, Bernie Sanders, just you know, doing the thing he does, decided to stand up and ask him some questions. And this is how that exchange went. Mr. Azar, as I understand it, about one out of five people in this country, unbelievably, cannot afford the medicine their doctors prescribed to them. Have you guys done a study yet as to how many thousands of people die each year because we pay by far the highest prices in the world for prescription drugs? Would you guess 5,000, 10,000 people die? I, I haven't seen a study on that question, but we all agree that drug prices are too high and out-of-pocket expenses are too right, high. You That's do a study for me, and if my guess would be that if we get letters, and I'm sure every senator does, from people who are struggling with cancer, among other life-threatening diseases, they can't afford the medicine. I would guess that thousands of people die each year. Do you think that's something you might want to look at? I don't think it would change our commitment to fix this solution, this issue. We thousands are, we are firmly, because we, firmly? Okay. No, because we're firmly committed oh, to reducing drug pricing I, and out-of-patient costs. Oh, I costs. know you are. I, Very nothing firmly. Nothing would change the firmness of that commitment. I know how firmly convinced you are to lower prices. And maybe you could tell us why it is that major drug after major drug in the United States is a fraction of the cost in Canada or in Europe. Do you really think, as the president does, that raising prices on people abroad is going to help working people in this country afford the medicine they desperately need? So actually, that would be a misstatement of the president's proposal, which is that we need to decrease what we pay here, and they need to increase their share of what they pay. They're not necessarily directly tied. We have our own obligation to change our programs and our work to ensure we pay less Why here. would the people of Canada, who pay the second highest prices in the world for drugs, so the people of Europe want to pay more? My guess is that they would want to pay less, especially when in the last five years, the five most successful drug companies in the world made $50 billion in profit and as Senator Baldwin said, they pay their CEOs exorbitant prices. So I would ask you that maybe we should learn something from companies, from countries around the world that are negotiating drug prices and lowering prices rather than demanding the countries around the world pay higher prices, which by the way, uh, I don't think they would. Look, I don't have there you go. It's, it's it's just crazy to me. Like you got people like Martin Scarelli who raised the prices on that on that uh, the, was it the AIDS yeah, drug? AIDS mess, yeah. It's just like that that happens all the time. But then you got places like you know other countries where you can go and just buy like penicillin, amoxicillin, any of that yeah. stuff over the counter. Yeah. But here, 
you can get Plan B over the counter. Yeah. You can you can kill a baby. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. Yeah, <laughs> but you can't get penicillin because you you know you're inflamed right now. Yeah, you know that's yeah. ridiculous. It's insane. There's yeah. certain things that should be able to you should be able to get, yeah. and there's certain things that you should never be able to yeah. get. Yeah, and even the part of things going on is just like it's just so the point is just like you're probably gonna get a salad from Mexico, ingested on your body with some lettuce and some other stuff. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's, from food all over the world coming in, just eating it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This stuff that's coming from like a, like a, a high technologically advanced country with the, some safety. It's like, well, we gotta check that out, right? But I'm gonna like I was consume all this other stuff. Well, hold on now, we gotta we gotta check this simmer. Stuff. Yeah, simmer down. <laughs> if you take any other product, this food consumption, anything else that you're literally consuming every day on a daily basis, going out to hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people to eat. Yeah, nah, we gotta we gotta reserve this. There's something up with this. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's. I think all That's of it's, crazy, it's just such a weird game. Yeah, man. Stop playing games with this. We out, here, we out here dying, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. So anyways, be careful out there, everybody. Just keep careful of the drugs you do and don't do. Don't get addicted for no reason, you know what I mean? If you got, you know, you get interested in something like that, do what you got to do. But don't, don't get hooked on this stuff. People are making plans off of stuff. Like, I was looking up the other day, there's like a, there's like websites that point out festivals based on the drugs that are done there. You can like plan out your festival season, going where you're going to go. Because of the type of drugs that'll be there, there's people that put this together for you as a consumer. Crazy, like it's like it's like it was like a, it was like a, a traveling agency for like drug users for festivals. I was well, looking at these websites. I was like, this is insane, man. Well, I love I love. There's been some college campuses that actually came out and said that. Oh, you think you're doing cocaine at these parties? Yeah. No, we've tested these co- yeah. these bags that we found at these parties, and yeah. you're basically doing bath salts. Yeah. And a little bit of a little bit of meth, a little bit of speed, just sprinkled in. Mm-hmm. And this is like. If you don't know what drugs you're taking, if it's some white powder, just don't do it. Yeah. If it's not natural, if it didn't grow from the earth, yeah. if it's not weed yeah. or mushrooms, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm probably gonna be like, nah, yeah, dog, yeah, yeah. be good. Yeah. Just, so I think I think mushrooms are gonna be the next things that get that it gets legalized. Yeah, they're working on it. Um, because yeah. it's, it's so because it's so natural. Yeah. But I'm saying like natural drugs yeah all the rest of the stuff that's manufactured that you don't yeah. know who made it stumped on it and put whatever in yeah. it you're gonna ingest that in your body and you wonder why your skin's bad why you feel bad yeah. why you can't eat why you can't sleep well you gotta take this other thing to counteract that thing yeah why you got why you gotta do something else to even yourself yeah, yeah, out yeah probably right. we should leave that stuff alone that ain't right that is not right you wanna do you wanna you wanna go off on some bar stuff let's bar do stuff? it yeah we haven't done a bar right in a while so let's do that I got some bar stuff to about I think it's awkward how every time I have a good week at the bar, I want to have a bar rant. Yeah, <laughs> it was a good week. Yeah, it was a great week. But for some reason, I dug deep inside and I still found something to complain about. I can about. always find something to complain about. <laughs> That's the nature of me and you. Yeah, go humanity. <laughs> <laughs> Never prove me wrong. Yeah. Well, I was like, I, like, I might even have a couple, but I'll start off with this one. Credit cards. Mm-hmm. I know you got to be responsible with your cards. But wait, wait, just stop opening small. T- stop running your card like five times a night for like a cheap beer, especially like a three dollar thing. You're just creating more. You backing up the bar. It takes me too much time to have to process that, slide it. I gotta make sure I keep the slip in order. I gotta do all the whole thing, presentation and whatnot. I gotta make sure you don't take the thing, and everything works out. And the only reason why most people do this is because they say to themselves, "Well, I might always leave it." Yeah, for right. one. Okay, let's just get this out of the way. You've already addressed the problem. So now you know what you got a problem. So why can't continue on doing the same thing? Just get some cash then. Okay, I always lose my credit card when I go out. It's kind of a problem. Just stop using credit card. You should just take out some cash. When you go out drinking then, just have like, set your budget and you can just dole the cash out. That's a responsible way to go. But you don't keep doing the same thing that you mess up on. 
they do that. And it's just annoying as a bartender to just have to run these tabs for $2 every, every time. Next thing you know, it takes some more time at the end of the night when I got to do credit card slips. It's just a pain. Bartenders don't like it. We'll take it. We'll accept it. We'll smile. But trust us, we all hate it. I'm going to piggyback on this one. Yeah. I'm going to piggyback on this one. I, I hate everything that you just said, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, the way I'm going to piggyback on this is uh, if you know your car doesn't swipe. Ooh. You know it. Yeah, like, uh, it doesn't you've been, work. You've been, oh. you, you've been using it with drugs or whatever because you saw it in the movie or whatever and, your, and your, the stuff is all peeled off in the yes, back. Yes, yeah. If yeah. the bank won't take it, I won't take it. Yeah. Sir. If yeah. it's a long line. Yeah. I would just hold your drinks until yeah. you figure it out. The worst of it's like a two dollar beer. They're like, sorry, man, I don't work. They're like, oh no, you keeping this open, dog. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. got you staying here. Oh, yeah. you staying here? You stuck, bro? You stuck? You are stuck yeah. here, bro? Yeah, yeah. You either with us or you getting out right now? Yeah, yeah. That's you, it. Hey, you yeah. either having this one drink, and I'm never seeing you again yeah. forever again in yeah. life. Yeah, you come back after for another one. I'm not giving you anything. I'm not doing this again. This yeah. is not cool. You see the tab open? Yeah. Or I would never yeah. want to see you again, ever in life. Yeah, they'll be like, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm going to leave after this one. It's like, your homie just showed up in yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're staying. No, you're staying. Open. Open. <laughs> I've forced, it's been like maybe two times I've kind of somewhat jokingly, somewhat jokingly have forced customers to keep it. It's like, nah, you open. I, I, like, I love, I, nah, you open. Yeah, like, if you're a regular, <laughs> I'll, I'll tolerate it. Yeah. But if I've never seen you before, I'm giving you like the, 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 the meanest face when I see that your car doesn't work. Or when it declines and you, and you want me to sit there and wait for you to go open up your bank app and transfer money from one to the other. Yeah. That's the other thing that I hate. Yo. No. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. All right. We love you all. We're still going to take care of you. Uh, that is the end of the show, obviously, due to the cue of the music I just played. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We love doing the show for you guys. Uh, big news next week. We officially go to an hour. One hour. Yeah. Thanks for roaming, everybody. XFM <laughs> for finally making this happen. We're looking forward to it. We'll have some special guests with us as well, so look forward to that. Hopefully, we get some video footage going up for you as well. Uh, thank you very much for sticking out with us. We love you all. Take care, Portland. Peace. Peace.